I'm glad you guys decided to listen to the March for Our Lives Houston podcast. You know, give it a try. I hope you guys are all having a great day. It's currently 6.06 p.m. on March 4th, 2021, and we're starting the first episode of the March for Our Lives Houston podcast. This podcast is going to revolve around getting to know the hosts, um, and we're first going to start off with what is March for Our Lives Houston? So March for Our Lives Houston is a youth-led organization that stands for gun violence prevention, and our mission is to harness the power of young people across the country to fight for sensible gun violence prevention policies that can potentially save lives. So um, since the episode is about getting to know us, you know, who am I? So my name is Eti Galati, and I am a current junior at Shadow Creek High School. Um, my I am the executive secretary, one of the executive secretaries for March for Our Lives Houston, um, and I joined to help amplify the youth perspective on um, pressing issues and to provide a safe space for community members to grieve and learn about the realities of gun violence. So I'm now going to pass, pass it off to one of the other podcast hosts, Allison. Oh, wow. Okay. Hi, my name is Allison Campos. I'm a senior at Cypress Lakes High School. Currently, I'm the other executive director secretary along with Etty, and I joined because our current executive director, Kathleen, really encouraged me to, and I really liked how she had her take on activism. And now I'll pass it off to Mallory. Hi, I'm Mallory Towser. I'm third host of the podcast. Uh, I'm a junior at DeBakey High School, and I joined March for Our Lives because one of my friends actually told me about it, and I just thought it sounded really interesting and a great way to um, make a mark and help our community out with uh, social issues like gun violence. So, yeah. So, in an effort to get to know us better, we're all going to talk about some things that we like and some things that we dislike. So, you know, being the very pessimistic person I am, I'm going to start with the dislikes because it's going to lead me into something I really like. So um, for dislikes, we all kind of decided that we would talk about our pet peeves. And like I said, being the pessimistic person I am, I couldn't just choose one. So I have two pet peeves. So one of them is that I really dislike when people, you know, take notes here, but I really dislike when people um, kind of when you propose an idea and then someone kind of it's not like they're branching off of it. They kind of just restate it and reinstate it in a way that makes it seem like it's their idea. Now that just might be me being petty, but to me in my head, I, I don't have this problem anymore. But when I was younger, I was like, that person's taking credit for what I said. And I used to be like really upset about it. Um, not really upset, but yeah. And so another pet peeve I have, which is a lot more trivial is I don't like crumbs in bed sheets, nor do I like wrinkled bed sheets, which is kind of like ironic because my bed sheets are always wrinkled because I never like take the effort to actually like you know make them like nice and taut but like yeah so those are some things I don't like and that how is it supposed to oh okay so now I remember what was supposed to lead me into my like I kind of said in the wrong order but um (laughs) what I was saying about the whole people stating things that I say and taking credit for it I was like a bright side of that is that um at least they agree with you which kind of brings me to something I like and it's a book called um, How to Make Friends and Influence People and it's like a self-help book and it talks a lot about how like you should present ideas to make other people feel like it's their idea because then they're going to be a lot more inclined to agree with you right because if they think it's their idea there's no reason for them not to agree with it and so there's one specific example that I remember from that book that talks about like wait Okay, there's one specific example that I remember from that book that 
it's like this guy is going on a boating trip and he like is trying to get he's trying to get fish right and he talks about like you know I might really like berries and cream and I but like I can't bait these fish with berries and cream and the fish may really like worm but I wouldn't go and eat worms you know so he's like whenever you want someone to really get on board with an idea you have to present it as if it's like mutually beneficial for them to um really help you and for um the project to really launch. So I kind of rambled for a minute, so I'm gonna <laughs> give it off to Allison again. Okay, some of my pet peeves. I have two specifically. Okay, when people don't close their mouths when they eat, like I don't need to see what's going on in there. Like keep it closed, like have a little bit of decency. Like I know for some people it's a habit and it's like a thing. And like personally, my sister does it and I'm like, close your mouth. Like I can't handle it, like it's just gross. And then my other one, okay, so I'm in a lot of STEM classes and there's a lot of guys in there. So when I present my idea, like literally these guys talk over me. So what's in my vocabulary now is I'm not finished, let me finish. I hate that so much. Like, let me finish, like, don't interrupt me. And then as well, sometimes they steal ideas and I'm like, oh my God, you literally, like jumping off of what Etsy said, like, oh my God. Oh my God, you can see this is infuriating me because it's so true. Like literally taking credit for my idea, like literally saying exactly what I said as their idea. Like I literally came up with it and like, like I understand it, but there's a problem there. And, it, and literally the teacher is not helping it. So I just say like, hey, like I restate that, hey, this was actually my idea. Thank you for restating my point. And then like, that's besides the negatives, but the positives are like, honestly, I haven't been reading that many books. Let's be real. Like I'm a senior. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, that senioritis is hitting different right now. So right now, like the one book I remember, okay, this is going to sound like so 2015 of me, but Divergent and then the movie, ooh, not going to lie, it hit different. It does hit different. Okay. I'll pass it off to Mallory. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna start off with my pet peeves too. So one of my one of my pet peeves is people being clingy. And I mean like insanely clingy. Um, no one in particular, but I have this one friend, and like if I don't reply to her within the minute that she texts me, she's like, Oh my god, Mallory, I need you, please, I need you. Why aren't you responding? I'm crying, please. Um, and I'm just like, give me a second, please. Like Miss Girl, I love you, but I need you to take a step back. But that could also be just because I'm the type of person where I'm just very much like, I have to do everything myself. I can't get help from anybody. So that's that. Also, another pet peeve, I hate it whenever, this hasn't been an issue that much because I've been doing like online school, but whenever you're walking in the hallway and people think that they can just like walk at like one mile an hour, like, excuse you, I have places to be like can you please stop standing there and move um and then anyways some things that i like i feel like this is pretty like basic but the harry potter series has a special place in my heart um i don't know i don't know what it is about it but i just really like it um even though we we have no idea who wrote it we'll never know um but yeah <laughs> and to know it's even better because we know you guys are already like in love with us <laughs> Um, and are like really want to know like our deepest darkest secrets we're gonna talk about some obstacles that we've overcome and then some obstacles that we're still working on because no one's perfect 
So what should I start with, guys? Or I can just... <laughs> what you've overcome already. Yeah. Okay. So start with positive. Even this is, like, something I made progress on. I don't know. I definitely can't say that I've, like, overcome it 100%. Then I, but then again, I don't know if there's anything, if there's, like, any obstacle that I've overcome truly, like, 100%. But one thing that I think I've done better on, um, and it might be because of, like, increased isolation. Like, I haven't really seen as many people. So that might just be a part of it that's, like, brainwashed me into thinking that I've gotten better with this. But um, I've always kind of been like a people pleaser and I've always like, you know, really wanted to like strive to like be like perfect in everyone's eyes. Not like perfect, but just be likable at the very least, you know, like just like and like I guess I just had to come to the realization that like you can't control or like alter anyone's judgment. And no matter what you do, if someone wants to think illy of you, they will. Um, but on a lighter note, oh wait, no, this isn't on a lighter note, <laughs> but some things that I'm still working on are, or one thing that I'm still working on is I have this like thing in my head where I like feel like I'm a nuisance and a disturbance, and, like an intrusion to everyone. So sometimes it hinders me from like asking for help because I'm like, I don't want to be like, this person has better things to do. This person like, you know, ha has like a really busy job. Like, I don't want to ask for help and like disturb when they're already so busy or like sometimes when people like go out of their way to be like no I want you to stay here like I want to talk I'll like I'll feel like I have to leave the conversation or something because I'm either intruding on something else or I'm like just like things that make me feel like I'm a nuisance to everyone when I know that's probably less of the case than or less often like it's not the case as frequently as I think it is um, so that's something I'm definitely trying to work on. It's like taking a lot of reassurance, which it shouldn't have to, because even people reassuring me makes me feel even more like a nuisance because I'm like, you have to reassure me for me to get out of that mindset, which is like even more effort on your part. So it's definitely something I'm working on. But um, what about you, Allison? For me personally, the hardest thing I've overcome is like, um, like speaking out, like in connection with activism, like I've known there's things wrong with our world. And like, um, it's not, we don't see the world in rose-colored glasses. So personally, like the hardest thing is like to speak up about things, like especially in like um, the STEM classes I take, even with my parents, they're a bit traditional, but sometimes you just have to speak out about things like that they're wrong, like uh, call out misogyny, like especially like when people take my ideas, like I'm gonna call it out. And like, I used to be so shy and timid and I wouldn't like, I don't want to make anyone angry. I don't want to make anyone upset. But sometimes you have to make people upset to get your point across. And, like, personally, like, um, joining March for Our Lives Houston, that really helped me. And it, like, helped me with leadership and, like, speaking up more and being, like, a more open person and, like, overall just improving. And then currently, what what are you working on is the question. What am I working on? Mm, okay. So, Personally, we're getting a little bit kind of deep here. So I'm working on self-love a lot because like, okay, so I've always struggled with relationships. We're going down that rabbit hole for sure with relationships. Like personally, like it's just, I just have a lot of trouble with them. And I'm like, okay, if I want to have a relationship, I truly need to love myself first before I can pour all of my love and affection onto someone else, which is something I'm still working on day by day. And I'm going to continue working on it until I can find someone that shares the same values and ideas with me. And yeah, I'll pass it off to Mallory. 
so actually one of the things that I've overcome is actually what Allison is working on. Um, I think definitely being in quarantine for a year now, which is crazy, first of all, has really helped with that because um, before quarantine, my who I was surrounded with wasn't right for me. And so that really didn't help with how I felt about myself. And so just being able to separate myself from like basically everyone and everything has really given me a chance to like love myself and like learn who I am more. Um, so yeah, my self-confidence has never been higher, honestly, which I mean, I don't know. It's nice. What can I say? Um, and then some of the things that I've been like overcoming, I'd say this first one is something I've like partially overcome but like not completely it's school stress because my school does the most all the time um and so just having to manage that like I this another issue I have is I have pretty bad anxiety and so um just managing just like my social anxiety and then like my school anxiety it's a lot and I think again with doing everything online it's helped with the school anxiety because like I'm at home all the time so it's not like I'm in that like stressful environment. It's like miss at home. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but it's definitely still something that I'm working on. And now moving on to some current events, we're going to start out on the national level and then work it down to um, uh, regional. Um, so starting out, Joe Biden, Joe, 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 you did not do what you said you would. Um, so with the um stimulus checks people were promised that they would get their stimulus checks you know um who made a certain amount of money and joe has decided um that that's actually not going to happen and okay according to washington post 17 million less americans will get their checks which is honestly just like insane to me like yes i'm aware this is a lot of money that the government has to spend but also i mean the government's got to do what the government's got to do to take care of its people so anyways moving on to uh, the state level at the state level gregory 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 he decided to remove the mask mandate a couple days ago and that all businesses should and can be open a hundred percent and keep in mind, Texas is not fully vaccinated. No, we have all of the COVID strains. We decided to catch them all. So at this point, is it smart to open 100% and remove the mask mandate? Something that the CDC suggests that that is right now what's keeping us safe, especially when less than 10% of Texas is vaccinated. Gregory, are you sure you might want to rethink that? We're, let me give you a chance to rethink at least, Gregory, but let's pass it down to the local level. You know, you make a really good point. In fact, you know, coming from someone who's the daughter of someone that works in a middle school, um, at least some of our schools or uh, our educational institutions are smarter than our own um, state officials. So, you know, like my district, I'm like maybe a lot of you guys that are listening or maybe I don't know how many people are gonna listen, but like if any of you guys that are listening are in the Pearland Alvin region um, in Discord, or if you're listening to this years from now and like we don't use Discord anymore, well, this is that era. So <laughs> it's almost like having a time capsule, a digital time capsule, um, but watch this not save. Okay, guys, side commentary, um, but <laughs> um, shoot. Okay, yeah, so 
like my district said they were going to wait for the TEA guidelines and then they officially sent out an email and tweeted that we are going to keep the ma uh, mask man like masks are still going to be required in camp on campus for at least um, um, throughout the end of the school year and then same thing for Fort Bend Fort Bend is like said they would wait for the CDC thank goodness if we followed what our state politicians are doing we'd be toast but speaking of schools and districts being smart on the contrary, um, if you guys, especially those that are that go to Alvin ISD or are in that area, um, maybe you guys have heard that uh, Julia Pickett, which is who's a treasurer, treas treasurer on the board of trustees. Sorry, guys, on the board of trustees for Alvin ISD was seen at the riot. You know, the article that I was reading kept. Um, saying like Trump rally, which I think is a big understatement because it was way more than a Trump rally. It was, um, yes, it was a rally that was inciting insurrections. It was a rally that provoked a riot. Um, so it was way more than that, but she was receiving backlash for it. And the NAACP, the Brazoria County NAACP, um, especially the president, I think Eugene, who apparently can be problematic at some school board meetings. I don't know, just what I've heard. Um, I don't know enough on my from my own research, but um, she made a statement saying that it went against a constitutional oath she took when she became a member of the Board of Trustees because they take this oath saying they're going to defend the Constitution and because the rally was all about contesting the election results and, you know, saying that um, just like contesting the, the validity of the results that in itself was unconstitutional and being there supporting not only supporting the person that was um, preaching that and inciting the violence but like being at the rally itself outside of Capitol Hill you know she like kind of went against what she um, what she took an oath not to do but I'll leave that up to you guys to decide what you think about that. But regardless, if you have a strong stance or even if you don't, make sure you, if you have the ability to, that you exercise your civil right and your civil duty to vote, um, vote in the May elections. Um, this, this person on the board of trustees, Julie Pickett, I might've said Julia earlier, but it's Julie Pickett is going to be up for reelection in May. So if you don't like Julie Pickett or if you like her or if you don't care, vote 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 because there's so many people that want to vote exhibit a that would oh you can't see me but i was pointing to myself um that would vote if they could but don't have the ability to so if you can vote 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 if you take away one thing from this it's vote in may 2021 if you're watching this way after may of 2021 vote in your next election that doesn't mean next midterm that doesn't mean next general election that means your next school board election that means your next local election that means every single election that you can vote at any closing thoughts guys you just popped off there <laughs> straight facts and it's true yeah, completely agree yeah <laughs> speaking of discord you brought up discord okay <laughs> i'm gonna give you a little teaser of our next episode so the eras of march for our lives houston every organization goes through their time periods their eras their phases just like us teenagers do too let's talk about the first time i joined a march for our lives houston call keep in mind the org was still somewhat small so it was right at the beginning of quarantine right at the beginning of the pandemic like i think it was still spring break it was still considered spring break i think i'm not sure and I joined the Discord, I introduced myself, and 
that week we had a call and keep in mind back then way way back then in march of 2020 which seems like a long time because of quarantine we had calls on discord keep in mind discord it can be a little confusing if you're new to discord and let's just say i didn't know what anything was like i didn't understand it at all so i was completely lost i did not understand i was on the side of googling a discord tutorial because i couldn't get into the, like the call or i didn't even understand what it was and i entered the call and the first thing i hear is and you'll find out next week Yep. We just had to leave you guys with a teaser, but you yep. know, if you want to hear about this story, make sure to tune into the next episode, um, whenever that may be, TBA. Um, but I think we're going to sign off, guys. Um, Allison, Etienne, Mallory, it is now 628, and the first episode has officially come to an end.